Give me souls for my heart, let my light be on fire, shining out to the world as a guide. Help me rescue someone sinking now with no hope that in heaven we shall ever abide. Let my life be a light shining out through the night. May I help struggling ones to the fold, spreading cheer everywhere to the sad and alone. Let my life be a light to some soul. Amen. My main purpose is here on earth, isn't it? Certainly we are happy in Jesus. We have that great peace in our heart that He's given us with this life that He's granted to us. And the presence, as Brother Chuck has already pointed out, of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's how we are alive to Him. That's how we're able to walk in His ways. That's how we are uh, steadily being conformed to His image, to the image of the Son of God. So we've been teaching for several months now the significance of God's Word to the Christian. It truly is uh, the foundation of our lives in Jesus Christ. It truly is the manna from heaven, even as He is the true manna from heaven. He is that water of life. And we have looked at so many different uh, aspects of it, our need for it, how uh, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, and that is by the washing of the water of the Word. We've talked about... Uh, God revealing himself to us more and more as we partake of him and his word. All of this uh, develops, if you will, our ability to live for him. The word of God and the search of him that we indulge in every day, if you will, looking for him, looking for that path looking for that direction for us to live and walk in. And we began with our mind. The Lord, when he saved us, he changed our heart. And in doing so, he changed our mind, didn't he? He absolutely did. The desires of the flesh, the love of the world that so filled our minds and hearts, therefore our lives, that love was redirected to him. Now we do love him, praise God, because he first loved us and chose us to be his children. Gave us an inheritance even with his perfect son, who was perfectly obedient. Now, uh, this morning, I want us to look at some of the practical uh, aspects of living for him. In other words, what is it that we're facing every day? Uh, we've talked a lot about the battle, 
we've even gone through Ephesians 6 and Paul's description of all of the armor that we need to live this life or fight this battle. Why is there a battle? There is a battle because there is an enemy. Brother Chuck mentioned earlier, and uh, I was glad to hear that he did, about Satan throwing roadblocks up in front of us as we're on our path in this life. He does that, and he's active doing it. So I want us to take a little look at our enemy this morning. But the main focus is going to be on Jesus Christ, of course. Jesus Christ is a sure foundation for the basis of a life lived in him. He must be the nucleus of the Christian's life. He must be the source, and he is the source of life. He is the source of our strength. He is the source of our direction that we take every day. And it does start in the mind. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Where is our strength? Where is the mighty power that we need every day to be ourselves in him? In the Lord, that's where it is. He is the foundation, and it is, he is a sure foundation. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of who? The devil. Who was in the Garden of Eden who tempted Eve to sin? It was him. It's the same enemy, the same one that we fight against today. And I think he loves it when we think he's not having any effect on us. I think he loves it when we uh, ignore him because he has so many subtle ways to get to God's children, to tempt God's children, to lead God's children astray and into a lie. He was a murderer. He caused Adam and Eve to die, didn't he? He knew the consequences. He knew that uh, he lied to Eve. He knew that they weren't going to become as God which is what he wanted to do, right? Absolutely. He wanted to be like the Most High. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, taking the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Folks, we're in the evil day today. Is it going to get worse? I believe it is. But this is an evil day that we're living in today. So we must take on this whole armor of God to be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, what do we stand for? We stand for truth, don't we? The truth of Jesus Christ. We stand for God. We represent Him, don't we? Absolutely. Because we are in Him and He is in us. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Stand. Having your loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith 
wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And he is active, firing those darts at us today. And take the helmet of salvation. We do have the mind of Christ, the Bible tells us. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We've made a whole circle and we're back to the Word of God, aren't we? The foundation of truth. Who is our enemy? Turn with me now to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14. Let's realize this morning who it is that we're up against. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. <coughs> Excuse me. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. You see, the Lord Jesus he saw Satan fall from heaven as lightning. Lightning scares me because it's faster than I am. I watched it hit a fence one time and I was holding on to the gate that was attached to that fence. And it knocked me cold silly. It's quick. That's how God's works are. When God says something, it's sure. He cast Satan out of heaven because of Satan's pride. Satan is a murderer, and he loves to murder people. It is his desire to murder. All right, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm getting used to this new Bible here. Ephesians chapter 6, 14 says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. We must take a stand, and we must take, take a stand that is based on a sure foundation. A foundation that cannot be shaken. I can be shaken. You can be shaken. But the Lord Jesus Christ cannot be shaken. And He is our foundation. So we must take a stand based on God's Word. And as we do, we're depending on God's strength the power of God's hand to continue to stand for him and not get tripped up by Satan's devices against us. And you see, Satan uses things that we naturally love, doesn't he? He does. To trip us up. To cause us to doubt ourselves. To cause us to doubt God. And He is busy doing this very thing. As we live this life for Him, as we walk this path, and again I say, He's already walked the path. He already lived a perfect life. He said that Satan has nothing on Him. Remember that? Why? Why does Satan have something on us? Why can Satan effectively allure us into things that are against God's ways? Because we're sinners. Satan has nothing on Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ was perfect, righteous, and holy in the flesh. He never sinned. 
Satan has nothing on the Lord Jesus. Look with me now to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Just see where to begin. Verse 34. John chapter 8 and verse 34. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. Now here, as already been pointed out this morning, Jesus Christ was proclaiming who he was. He is the Son of God. He was the Son of God in the flesh. And it cut them to the heart, didn't it? Verse 39, They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, you would not do. You would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. And they said to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. There again, proclaiming that he was God in the person of the Son. If God were your father, 42, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You see, they had that natural veil over their understanding, didn't they? Verse 44 says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you would do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Satan wants to trip us up. Satan wants to knock us down. But we must take a stand again on the sure foundation of Jesus Christ. And as we do, we have the strength to stand, therefore, as Paul tells us to do, being equipped with what God has given us to fight this battle and win and be successful daily in our lives. We talked a few weeks ago about having a New Day's resolution. As we do that, every morning when we seek Him, we seek guidance for that day. Along with that guidance comes the strength and access to the power that we need to continually stand for what we stand for. And I should say for who we stand for. And that is the truth of Jesus Christ. Back to Ephesians 6. We're going to break this new Bible in this morning. I want you to notice something in verse 12. Paul says... Well, he said, be strong in the Lord, and that's what we're talking about. I just said, when we seek Him, 
in our new day's resolution every morning. We're seeking guidance for that day. Now, he knows what's going to happen that day. He knows all the circumstances that we're going to face. We may think we do, but we really don't, do we? No. Things happen that we don't expect. Where's all this come from? Verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, Satan has some powerful forces on his side. But as Jesus said, Satan has nothing in him. He has no power over Jesus Christ. He has no power over you because you belong to Christ. and You are his. It's in John chapter 14 where Jesus says that. He resisted all of Satan's attacks. And don't you know that Satan attacked him his entire 33 and a half years on earth? Satan has strongholds that he uses against God's people. They'll be different for you, different for me, different for somebody else, some the same. But as he tries to steer us away from this path that we're on, he uses a lot of different things, and he uses them as strongholds. Some of them are when he will influence us with thoughts of depression. Well, in reality, we have no reason to be depressed. We're a child of God, and we're going to live eternally with him and praising him. We're His. We're in in His mighty hand. All that we need, He will provide. And we know that in our hearts. But Satan will tempt us to be depressed. He tries to influence us with thoughts of anxiety. Oh, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. It's a natural thing. Because we don't know the future. But we got to remember, we personally know him who does know the future. And it's in his hand. We shouldn't be anxious for anything, should we? No. We should uh, experience this peace that we have, knowing that God is sovereign. God is in control. God does work all things for good for those that love him. Those that are the called. For what? For his purpose, you see. He's a great savior. All Satan wants to influence us with fear. It's so natural for man to fear death or anything leading toward that, even age. It's a natural thing to fear that. But over and over, God tells us, fear not. Why? Because I am with you. All that we would remember, He's with us. He's right here. I was at a gospel singing one time. I probably told you all this before. And the guy got up and said, I can tell you right now, I can feel it. God is in this house. And when I got up there, I said, he is, because I brought him with me. (laughs) I know he's here, because he came with me. 
All Satan wants to tempt us, tempt us and influence us with unbelief, doesn't he? Doubt. Is God's Word really true in everything that it says? Aren't there some gray areas where I can tweak them a little bit? It really is true in everything that it says. And no, there are no gray areas. The Bible tells us that you can't serve man or money and God. Satan tries to influence us with thoughts uh, like lust. We have everything we will ever need and God provided it for us. Why would we want to look on the other side of the fence as it's known and think something better than what God's provided us? There's nothing better than what God has given you. Anger. He wants to tempt us into anger, doesn't he? Why? Because I thought I had a plan in my mind and, and it didn't go that way. But remember... My life is in God's plan. So I needn't get angry about anything. I should have the peace in my heart that God gives. Oh, Satan, he wants to tempt us and influence us with unforgiveness. You know that harboring unforgiveness in your heart does damage to you? It does. Seldom makes any difference to the person who you have not forgiven for whatever uh, you feel like they've done to offend you or, or hurt you. Well, Satan wants us to tempt us into these things. He tries to influence us with thoughts of insecurity. Is God really going to take care of me? Like he said. Oh, we can look back and see what great care he's already taken of us. And we know that all his promises are true. And he's promised to take care of us in every way. And let me tell you, if you trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary for your salvation and your eternal life, you are secure in him. Because you are standing on the sure foundation of Jesus Christ. He uses addictions to tempt God's people away from the path of righteousness that Jesus Christ has walked for us. Again, he's already paved the highway, hasn't he? He's paved the road for us. And then he's given us this atlas here, this map for our lives to follow him in. Satan used lots of things, uses lots of things to create strongholds, to try to bind us up. But I want you to remember this morning that He, the Son, has made you free indeed. You are free from the authority of this enemy. You are free from the sin that used to have a binding effect on your life. You're free from it now. Let's remember that. Alright, now turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And we'll close right there this morning. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1 says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, 
who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that you may not be bold when I am present with you, when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Again, it's a spiritual battle that we're in, right? Right. We're not warring against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness. Verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Satan's strongholds. We have power within us. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, to the casting down of imaginations. All those things uh, that Satan tries to influence us with. And all of those things are against God because he is against God. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, holds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. What's the number one high thing that exalts itself against God? It's Satan, isn't it? Absolutely. He started it in heaven when he sought to be greater than God himself. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. How does Satan tempt us? Where's the battle? It's in our mind, isn't it? It's in the thoughts that we think, isn't it? It's in the thought processes that we allow. Bringing into captivity every thought to what? The obedience of Christ. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. And having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ or that he belongs to Christ, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. We do belong to him. We are in Christ Jesus. He is a great and mighty Savior. He is the only foundation on which we can build our life and stand. Therefore, having done all to stand, see, we build our life on the rock of Jesus Christ. And we see all around us that the lives built on the sand of human works will not endure. Oh, but when we build our life on the sure foundation of Jesus Christ, we are solid. Our salvation is sure. And we are secure in Him. He's a great Savior. May God bless the reading of His Word.